Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. This week, I'm gonna be sharing with you something I learned from a new experience that I had. So this past weekend, I went hunting with Kyle and his dad. We were hunting for turkey and it was really my first time doing a real like hunt, you know? And I learned so much along the way. So I wanted to share with you things I learned from this new experience that I had this past weekend. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I am a mindset mentor, personal development junkie, holistic health advocate, and lover of all things spiritual. At the Get Empowered Podcast, I'm here to help you overcome limitations, step into your power, and create your dream life. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you're looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and to become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story, to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host, Erica, here. I'm so excited for this week's episode. As you heard in the intro, this week I'm going to be sharing with you guys what I learned from hunting this past weekend. I shared with you on last week's episode that Carla and I were going out of town and we went. We went to his parents' cabin for four days and we went turkey hunting and it was such a fun experience. It was definitely an interesting experience. You know, I didn't grow up in a hunting family, so it was very new for me. And I always think it's good when you do something new, when you have a new experience to share what you learned from it and to really like take note of what the experience was like. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, what am I grateful for? So I know that there's a lot going on in the world right now. Okay. I am not a politician. I'm not a political science expert and I am not an expert in the Middle East. Um, so I didn't really want to talk about world events but it feels wrong not to. So I just want to share what I'm grateful for today is honestly that I live in the United States. And I know there are so many things that we could do to improve the United States of America. I know that we are not perfect. Okay. But when I look over at what is happening in Israel right now, what's happening in the Middle East, the violence, it honestly breaks my heart. And it just reminds me how proud I am to be an American citizen, how thankful I am to be an American citizen. And guys, I don't want to go too into it, but honestly, this whole situation that's happening over there is crimes against humanity. Okay. So take some time to look at what is happening. And I know that there's a lot of conflict and there are a lot of different opinions on, um, you know, the Palestine versus Israel conflict. And I am not an expert in the Middle East. So I want to say that I'm not an expert, but it does not take an expert to know that it is not okay. The terrorism that is happening over there right now. And yes, it is terrorism. And if you disagree first, fucking educate yourself. Okay. Educate yourself. Second, if you go educate yourself and you still disagree that, you know, beheading babies and murdering and raping the elderly and women and children, if you think that that is not terrorism, turn off this podcast and never fucking come back. 
Okay. Thank you so much. Because in my opinion, and not only my opinion, just literal facts, this is one of the biggest crimes that has ever happened against the Jewish community. And from my understanding, it is the biggest since the Holocaust. It is fucking tragic and it is anti-Semitism. And that is the fucking truth. Okay. So I know there are land disputes. I know people are saying, oh, well, there's this conflict. They took their land, blah, blah, blah. I know I'm not an expert at all that, but I don't give a shit about land. I give a shit about, um, you know, not fucking beheading babies. I don't know, just a fall, just a small thing. And I'm sorry to go there, but I'm going there and I'm very fired up about it. If you cannot tell. So yeah, I'm grateful for not having to be worried that I'm going to be pulled out of my fucking house and fucking murdered or raped or whatever, because yes, there is violence in America. Yes. We need to work on it. Yes. We have a ton of problems in our own backyard, but I think we can say as a whole, we are a hell of a lot safer here than we would be in some of these war torn countries. And it just, it fucking breaks my heart. And again, I'm not an expert. I know that I'm not going to claim to be, but how about we stop with the anti-Semitism? That would be fucking great. Thanks so much. And the amount of people that I have seen, and yes, I have seen it. You may think, Erica, this is common sense. You know, you would think it's common sense. You really would. But, you know, let's take a moment. Let's think about the Holocaust. How many people thought what was happening was normal? Unfortunately, several people were brainwashed into thinking what was happening was okay. And they had all those reasons for why it was okay. And it's not okay. Obviously, it's not okay. And in my opinion, if you are looking at the situation that is happening in Israel right now and you are justifying it in any way, shape, or form, I would take a moment to fucking reflect and think about, huh, am I the same as those people who fucking helped Jews go to extermination camps and concentration camps? Because in my mind, it's, it's not far off from that, okay? It is horrible what is happening there, and it breaks my fucking heart what is happening there. So yeah, I'm really grateful to live in the United States of America, where overall we are safe, we have a strong military. And I really, really hope that this isn't the start of another world war, though I'm very fearful that it is. And this is not a political podcast. Um, and I am someone that does care about politics. And honestly, this is the first time in a long time that I've actually listened to politics or listened to the news because I have been not listening to the news lately because of my own mental health. You know, with the election season coming up, it's been really frustrating for me. Um, as someone who does care about politics and as someone who does care about our country and is um, someone who considers themselves patriotic and cares about the United States of America and is proud to be an American citizen, and I always have been and I always will continue to be, because at the end of the day, we have so much more freedoms than other people do in other countries, and it's just fucking obvious. So how about we all get our heads out of our ass with that? Thanks so much. Anywho, um, yeah, it's just, it, it makes me so sad what's going on over there. So please just be mindful and maybe be grateful. And that is not saying, okay, caveat, that is not saying we are perfect over here in America. We are not. There are a lot of people that struggle with a lot of things. There's still racism. There is sexism. There are so many, like so many people are discriminated against. I am not saying that it is a perfect country but we also have the freedom of speech to express that. And a lot of other people don't. So I think that alone is massive. Okay. So anywho, like that's what I'm grateful for. Sorry to start on such a heavy note, but like it would not feel right to not at least talk about what is going on. Um, I'm not going to bury my head in the sand about it. And I know that it's really hard to watch when these horrible fucking things are happening, but you know what? 
I really believe it is important to be aware of what is going on in the world around you. Okay. And I know it's a place of privilege to be able to turn off the TV. And I'm not saying watch it 24 seven. I'm not saying put yourself into a state of fight or flight. Okay. But I do think it's really important to be aware and to be educated on what is going on. And I will say, um, I'm not the biggest Biden fan, but I am thankful that he showed support for those who are in Israel showed support for the Jewish community. I think it's really fucking important and I'm not going to go into all the politics behind everything that has happened, but I just am sending so much love to those who are in this horrible like state. And honestly, I also feel for the Palestinians that are getting caught up in something that potentially they do not believe in. Cause I don't think it's good either to paint a wide brush of, oh, everyone from this camp is horrible or everyone from this camp is horrible. It's not like that. I believe we are dealing with a terrorist organization. And yeah, the terrorists are terrible people. That doesn't make a whole country terrible. Okay. I do think we can say that. And I also think that you can disagree with the politics of a country and know that what's happening in the country is still horrible, right? I know a lot of people are like not in agreement with what Israel does. Again, I'm not an expert, so I don't I don't even know enough to weigh in on if I agree or disagree, okay? But I do know that what is going on over there right now is just fucking a tragedy. It is a horrible, horrible tragedy against the Jewish community. And I'm not a Jew, but I know I know Jewish people and I am very empathetic and I know that they often live in fear and I feel like it is a minority group that does not get the recognition that they deserve in how difficult it can be in our society nowadays. And I think we still see it. I think especially since so many in the United States are like white presenting that they're just swept under the rug as like white people, but that's not the case. So anywho, yeah, that's my two cents. That's what I'm grateful for. And I think that we should all, you know, reflect about what we can be grateful for in our own lives, because at the end of the day, we can have shit going on, but at least we are in a overall much safer environment. And again, I know there's violence in America. I know a lot of people live in fear. I'm not discrediting that. Um, but I think as someone who lives in a city, in a city that has seen a lot of violence, um, I don't always feel safe, but I feel a hell of a lot safer in Phoenix than I do if I was in the Middle East right now. So anywho, that's what I got to say about that. We will now move on. I apologize to start with the downer, but I was considering doing a whole podcast episode on the topic and I chose not to. So that's my little two cents. Now, what is something I'm currently loving? As I mentioned, I went hunting this past weekend and maybe Kyle and his dad didn't love it, but I got a lot of reading in during this hunt and I read a book and a half. And so I'm still working on the second book and it's so far really good. But the book that I finished that I read that I loved is called Breaking Wild by Diane Les Bequette. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. I will put a link in the show notes for the book if you want to check it out. Um, but basically, it was so good. So I love books that give multiple perspectives. And this book was about a woman who disappeared in the woods. She was a hunter, actually, who was going on an elk hunt and then like vanished. And then one of the people in the search and rescue team, and it was like both of their perspectives. You could kind of see what's happening to the woman. You could also see what's happening in the rescue mission. And it was really good, really interesting. If you like nature, or if you like mystery or suspense books, it kind of had a great combination of both. Like I love books that talk about the outdoors, but not necessarily is like 
just the outdoors books, but like in outdoor nature, wildlife settings, right? And then I love like mystery books. So it was really, really good. 10 out of 10 recommend. If you like that genre of book, I recommend it. So now let me take a sip of coffee because I need to fucking calm down. I'm like so hyped up over what's happening right now. If you guys cannot tell, like, whoo, agitated. So let's take, let's take a moment to decompress. Okay. Now, as I shared with y'all, I went hunting this past weekend and I did not grow up in a family that hunts. Um, my dad does hunt, but I stopped seeing him when I was young and I never like went with him. I never really experienced it with him. So when Kyle, when I started dating Kyle and he's such an avid hunter, I really did not know much about it. Um, by that point I was no longer fearful of guns, but I definitely am not someone that grew up in household with guns. Okay. So I'm not like super comfortable around them. Now I've learned how to use one for protection. I am a lot more comfortable now than I was like, you know, 10 years ago, but I'm not someone that knows shit about shit about hunting. Okay. I don't know shit, but Kyle and his dad were like, we really want you to go with us. And I had, I have gotten my hunting license here in Arizona and I put in for some different tags for this fall. And in Arizona, you have to get drawn. So I know in the Midwest specifically, it's different. And you like can basically fill like a certain amount of tags for like deer and different things here. Where in Arizona, that's not the case. You have to get drawn for things. And it's honestly very competitive. Like there's deer, there's elk, there's turkey, there's all these different things. And we put in for all of them and we only got drawn for turkey. So we went turkey hunting and we spent four days up there. So we took Friday and Monday off and we left on Thursday night. And then we went up and um, it was really fun. It was really interesting. I, like I said, I don't know shit, shit about shit when it comes to hunting. So I definitely have a list of things that I would do differently next time. For example, I need a better backpack. I need a larger thermos for coffee. I realize that I am you know, you sit a lot. So I think this time or next time I would bring like my Kindle instead of a physical book because it makes less noise, little things like that. I would definitely need better snacks. It's a lot. I know it sounds so silly, but I was like, there's just things I didn't really think of. And I love Kyle, but he's not the planner in this relationship. So it was definitely like a live and learn type scenario. And it was also the first time we were bringing the puppy up North, our new puppy, and that was nerve wracking. So, you know, it was, uh, it was a time, it was a time. So now what are the lessons though I learned from the experience? Because I really think it's good to try new things. I like putting myself out there and you know, Kyle was so nice about it. He was like, at the end of the day, babe, you don't need to be a hunter. If you don't want to hunt, you don't have to hunt with me. I'm glad you're trying this out. But like, if you don't want to next year, no worries. Like I'm not worried about it. And I just appreciated that he was encouraging me to try something new and do something new. And I think it's really important when you I think it's important to do new things regularly to try new experiences and to put yourself out there. And I love learning new things from those experiences. So let's talk about it. The first one, like I said, we went for four days and unfortunately we did not have the best of luck. Spoiler alert. We did not get any Turkey. So we did spend the whole four days hunting. We were really hoping, Oh, maybe we'll get one on day one or two and then can just like relax the rest of our vacation because we took the time off. Well, unfortunately that was not the case and we did not do that. <laughs> so we did a lot of sitting, you know, we got up at like three 30 or four. We tried to get out there before sunrise because with Turkey, 
Um, from my understanding, you really want to either get them as they're coming out of the tree because apparently they roost in trees overnight. I know this sounds so stupid and a lot of you are probably like, yeah, no shit. Well, Erica didn't know that. Like I said, I don't know anything about hunting. So I was like, I barely knew what a turkey looked like um, in the wild and like where to aim. Okay. Like I did not know much. So, but there's a first time for everything, you know, and it's something I've always wanted to try. I've always wanted to get into hunting. I do think that I'm going to be more of a archery versus rifle hunting person. I really, really love shooting the bow a lot. And like Kyle has a bow that I use. That's kind of like my bow now. And I really enjoy archery hunting. So that's a little bit different, but this was like, um, a different type of hunt, not a rifle, a shotgun. Yeah. Anywho. So the first thing I learned is just like the beauty of the silence of the woods. So we spent four days in the woods and I only went out in the morning. Usually by the time we would finish for the morning, Kyle would potentially go back out in the evening or the afternoon. And I didn't go because of the dogs, because of the family, because I was like, honestly, I just don't want to. Like I spent like seven hours doing it this morning. I'm good. Like if you get it tonight and I don't, whatever, I don't care. Um, so the first thing I learned was just like the beauty of the silence and of the woods and how really just the beauty of silence. You know, I'm a big meditator. I think that spending time, like quieting your mind, spending time with less distraction is just really, really good. And so my first like lesson is just like how, how beautiful it is. I know that sounds like maybe a little corny, but I just really enjoyed the, the silence and the stillness of the woods. It was just really like really beautiful. And, you know, it's really important to ground. It's really good for the soul. You know, I talk about how connected the heart chakra is to nature and how it can be really good for the heart chakra, really good for all your chakras, really to just disconnect and to ground and connect with nature. It's very, very healing. Like nature has so many healing properties. So that was my first lesson was just seeing like how beautiful it was. And I kind of knew that from camping and hiking, but just seeing it in a different way was really cool. And now the second thing that kind of plays off this that I learned is just when you stop and you slow down, you notice so many more things and you notice so many more small details, right? And like I said, we would sit there for a long time. And so imagine this, like how we had it set up. We had a really good location. We were up like against these trees and like we would sit at the base of the tree and lean up against it overlooking like where we thought the turkey would come to water. And we would sit there for hours and hours and hours. And we did do some like hiking around, you know, sometimes we'd walk different areas that we thought maybe we'd see them, but we did spend a lot of time just sitting and slowing down. And I thought it really just highlighted how much you can see so many beautiful things, so many small things when you slow down. And when you slow down, you just notice the details. And like, for example, I have never seen so many birds. Like I go in the woods relatively often. Like I've hiked a lot. I've camped a lot and like just sitting, but I'm always usually doing something like I'm doing a hike or I'm camping and I'm doing activities. Like I'm often not actually slowing down in nature. And so sitting there reading, watching, listening. It was just so fucking relaxing. And it just reminded me how when we slow down, when we stop to smell the roses, you just notice all those small details, like the amount of squirrels, the amount of birds, like what you would hear, like the beautiful different noises of the woods. It was just really cool. So my just second lesson is just how important it is to slow down and like really 
take in all the small details and not take them for granted because I really think the small details like paint such a beautiful picture and can add so much value. Now, the third thing, which I've already kind of alluded to, is that patience is key. Like I said, we would sit there for hours and we ended up not even seeing a turkey. Kyle's dad saw one, but Kyle and I were not with him at the time. And unfortunately, he did not get the turkey that he saw. But we had this prime location that we really thought was going to be perfect. And we didn't see shit. And so patience was a virtue. And let me tell you, patience is a virtue that I am still very much working on. And it really highlighted to me how important patience is. And of course, that seems obvious, I know, but for my third little lesson that it taught me, it was patience because how many times do we really have to practice patience in life? You know, we are in such a um, instant gratification society and patience is not something that we really are forced to practice very often. Like, let's be honest here. If you want groceries, you can get them delivered. You can go right away. If you want a burger, you can go to a burger joint and get it right away. You know, there's so many different things that we can just have this instant gratification for, which honestly, I think does us a disservice because patience is such an important virtue. And now whenever we have to practice it, it can be so difficult, right? And honestly, if you are a hunter or a fisherman or whatever, you know that patience is key. Patience is crucial. And I thought it was an amazing exercise in patience. I'm glad that I got to, you know, flex that muscle. It's not one I need to flex often. And honestly, like it was good for me and it was hard. Like, you know, I joke about, oh, next time I'm going to bring a Kindle because I probably made too much noise. Yeah, I probably did make too much noise. And I can almost guarantee you that Kyle and his dad were like, shut the fuck up. I, I know for a fact, actually, that they definitely thought that at some point because I was doing my best to not be loud, right? But what, like I was saying, when you slow down, when you like are in this quieter situation, like every small sound is heard, every small sound. So I was reading a book, like a physical book, and you could hear, hear the pages turn or, um, you know, I probably should have fixed this, but the little situation we had set up, um, Kyle's dad helped me like set up basically a little blind, but like a man, like a man-made blind. So he like, stack these like logs and these leaves against the tree, but then there wasn't like a ton of room. So if I moved at all, I'd like hit the leaves and make noise. I probably should have cleared them away or like made a little more space, but whatever. So anywho, patience is key and it's really important. And there's so many times in life where we need patience, but we don't have, we don't have the practice because honestly, there are so many times in life where we don't need to practice. We don't need to practice patience anymore. And it's honestly a shame. So I thought it was really cool to be able to practice that because even though it wasn't easy, it definitely was not easy. It was a good thing to good thing to do. And now this kind of rolls into my next lesson, which is you can prepare as much as possible. You can have a perfect plan, but guess what? Things are not always going to go as planned. Things are not always going to go as planned. And that is just life. So I kind of already like explained our hunting setup, but essentially we were in what we thought would be such a good spot, such a good spot. And because essentially this is what I learned. I learned so much this weekend about Turkey that I never knew. So they roost in a tree, then they come down from the tree and then they eat for a while and then they go to water. And so we were at what we thought would be a watering spot for the Turkey. You know, we had seen Turkey tracks. We heard a gobble right? We had all these quote, perfect things. And 
from what I've been told, fall is not the ideal time to hunt turkey because it's not their mating season. So it's a lot more difficult. So, you know, the fact that we didn't get one isn't a big deal. Um, I guess it's pretty uncommon to actually be successful in a fall turkey hunt. I guess the spring hunts are a lot easier, but we still went, we still had a great time. And, um, but we had what we thought was such a good scenario. You know, Kyle's dad like looked up different locations before we went and he, you know, scouted like what they call scouting. He scouted out different locations and he's like, okay, I think this one, this one, or this one is going to work. And so the first day when we went, it was so good and it was like a great spot, but we just didn't see anything. And so then we went back there the second day because we, well, Kyle's dad saw something the first day, but Kyle and I didn't. So we're like, okay, we're going to go back. We're going to stay longer. Like, we'll see how it goes. But then there was a ton of road hunters and we thought we were in a remote spot. So we didn't think anyone would be where we were, but then a ton of people came out and we're like, oh, that might've distracted them. But we still, we waited longer. We stayed out well after other people like left, but unfortunately we did not see anything. And then the third day we went to a different spot and then we saw someone's blind was there, but they weren't there. And we're like, okay, well maybe they set it up for elk because an elk heart, an elk hunt starts next week. So we're like, okay, maybe they just came out early to set up their blind, but they weren't there. And then we're sitting there for about, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes to an hour and someone like rolls up and like, whenever things like this happen, it always like has the potential to scare away the animal. And so we're like, well, fuck now, you know, someone's been here. They made a ton of noise. Like we got here early to try to avoid that, blah, blah, blah. And then we waited a while, like we waited several hours and nothing showed up. So then the last day we went back to the original spot because we're like, okay, now it's a Monday. Most people should be gone. We probably won't see anything and, or like, we probably won't see anyone. So hopefully the turkey will have calmed down and they'll come back to the spot because we knew there was turkey there. Like Kyle's dad had seen them. We had seen tons of tracks, tons of signs. We had heard gobbles, which I guess is not common to hear in the fall. You mostly hear that in the spring during mating season. So the fact that we like saw tracks, we heard the turkey, we were just like fucking waiting for them to show up and then they never did. So basically the lesson there is you can prepare as much as possible, but at the end of the day, things aren't always going to go as planned and you just have to deal with the cards that are dealt. Like you just have to figure out how to handle the cards that you are dealt. And that's just fucking it. Okay. Now my last lesson that I learned is just how powerful it is to disconnect from modern society. So I think I've talked about this before. Um, and if you listen to last week's episode and tried to find it on YouTube and couldn't, it was because I have no fucking service up there. Like his parents have internet connection, but to be honest, it's in the middle of the woods. It's pretty weak. Like if one person is doing something, someone else can't really do something. And so I tried to upload the YouTube before we left. And for whatever reason, it just wasn't uploading. And then I tried when we were up there and honestly, that was a lost fucking cause. So I couldn't until yesterday. It like finally uploaded yesterday, which was unfortunate. So that Tuesday and, um, anywho, so I was very disconnected when I'm up there. I don't have, I don't have cell phone service. I only have Wi-Fi at the house. And again, it's pretty weak Wi-Fi. So if anyone is like not an iPhone, I don't hear from you from the whole week. You know, I wasn't at work. I wasn't really on social media a ton because again, um, the internet is very weak up there. So like very limited and I love it though. And it is so powerful to disconnect. I highly, highly, highly recommend to spend a couple days every so often disconnecting from the world because 
I always have so much peace when we are up there. And honestly, it's almost like a difficult adjustment coming back down to the valley and being so connected and so plugged into things. And so I'm trying to do like, I might take like one or two days a week where I'm just like turning off all social media um, because I'm a scroller. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I scroll, I scroll TikTok, I scroll Instagram, Pinterest, whatever, typical millennial over here. And I love it. It's fun. But I think there's something to be said for taking that time to disconnect. I mean, talking about what we were talking about earlier, I don't know a ton about the Jewish faith, but if I remember correctly, especially like Orthodox Jews take one day every week where they unplug completely. And I think that's beautiful. And I think it's powerful. And I think honestly, it's very, very good for you. So if you do not take, you know, breaks from, I don't know, let's say, I don't, maybe not society, but technology, I think taking technology breaks is very good for you. And I think disconnecting from modern society can be very, very powerful. And I recommend it every so often. And it's one of the main reasons why I love going up north so much is because I just literally do not have service. I cannot, even if I wanted to be connected. And I love that. So this is what I learned from my hunting trip. One, there's beauty in the silence. Two, when you slow down, you notice so many more small details. Three, patience is key. Four, you can prepare as much as possible, but things are not always going to go as planned. And you really just have to deal with the cards that you are dealt. And five, disconnection is a powerful tool that can change your life. I highly recommend it. So that's what I learned from my hunting experience. I never thought I'd be a hunter, but I did enjoy it. Like I said earlier, I do think I'm more of an archery person. I really enjoy archery. So I want to keep getting better at my bow and hopefully get drawn for an archery hunt. It's pretty hard. I have not been drawn for one yet, but fingers crossed that if I keep putting in for my tags that I will be able to. And if you want to come hunt in Arizona with us, let us know because uh, out-of-state people help us have a better chance of getting drawn. So, you know, why not? Win, win, win. We could all go together. But yeah, I never thought I'd be a hunter, but I had a lot of fun and I think I want to try again in the future. Like I said, now I know what, like I, now I know how to be better prepared, bring a Kindle, bring more coffee, bring better snacks, uh, always have rain gear, you know, maybe bring something to sit on. Always good things. Always good things. My butt went numb several times. (laughs) But I think it's just really cool to do new experiences, to try new things. I really recommend it as an adult to try something new. So if you haven't, let let this be your sign to go try do something new this week or next week, this month, and just put yourself out there and allow yourself to be an amateur. Allow yourself to be a newbie at something. I always think it's cool to just try something new. I think it's really good for us. I think as adults, we often don't don't let ourselves do that. You know, we kind of get stuck in our routine, stuck in our patterns, stuck in our habits. And we don't often, you know, just let ourselves explore, let ourselves play, let ourselves just try something new and put ourselves out there like that. We let our ego get away, our self-consciousness get in the way. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had a fun time. Now let us see what the chakra cards have in store for us this week. We pulled the holistic health chakra card, which is connected to the base chakra. So if you have a hematite crystal, I highly recommend using that crystal to work with this card and this healing energy. So the affirmation is every little cell in my body is happy and healthy. And what I love about this card, it is a reminder that holistic health is available to each and every one of us. Okay. 
I know that I have a lot of times talked about health on this podcast in this journey. It is something that I am dealing with on my own. I know I personally needed this card today, so maybe it resonated with others in this podcast in our community, but holistic health is the mind, the body, and the soul, and they are all connected. So if something is out of balance, if we have an imbalance in one, it is going to affect the other. And actually I had this experience in my own life recently. I started taking an herb. I should probably do like a health update podcast. I just haven't because I'm still looking for answers, but I started taking this herb to help with cortisol, to help with stress. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I know that I have been in fight or flight for years. I know that my stress levels are high. I know I, I do a lot of things to manage it, which this is your reminder. You are your own guru. Okay. And I have noticed so much help has already happened since taking this herb. I know it's been really good for me. It's been good for my stress management. I think it's been good for my weight. I just feel so much better already taking it for about a month and a half, maybe two months now. And so this is the reminder for you that you are your own guru. Holistic health is available to each and every one of us. And I know sometimes Western medicine can be tough and maybe we don't feel like we're getting the answers we need. And I know Some of us are hypochondriacs. I'm not sure if I am, but I know at times I feel like doctors do not listen and it is really frustrating. So this is your reminder that you know your body best, okay? If you think something is wrong, advocate for yourself, but also take a look at the whole picture. Look at the mind, look at the body, look at the soul. You know, I've been able to eat things that I normally would not eat and I haven't had a reaction to it. And I think a lot of it is because my stress management is under control. So it's like, okay, what what was it? Was it the food? Was it the stress? What was it? And I mean, I don't know if I'll ever get the answer to that, but I just think it's really important to know that we live in a world that is full of disharmony, full of stress, full of chemicals, full of fake shit. And when something is out of balance, it can cause us to feel sluggish, out of balance with ourselves, out of alignment. And when we're able to expand our awareness and just know that healing is available for us and that we are our own guru, I think the first step is believing that you can heal. Okay. So if you've been struggling on your health journey, just remember that maybe look at the mind, body, soul connection. See, is there one area of my life that is struggling with more so than the other? Maybe something big happened in your life causing an increased stress that can affect you physically. Maybe your mental health is struggling that can help you physically or hurt you physically, affect you physically. So just take some time to think about that. Look into a frequency that you can listen to in the background for the base chakra. Meditate with a crystal, meditate with a hematite crystal. And it did also recommend that you look at your belief system, see if there's anything outdated that you need to realign yourself with and that Maybe look at to look at holistic health practices you can implement. Do we need to implement a new eating plan? Do we need to implement meditation, yoga, a new form of exercise and movement? If something isn't working, give yourself permission to pivot. And I know that can be really hard for me. I am always someone that's like on a program or on a workout regimen. And honestly, lately, I do overall feel pretty good. And I have been just going with the flow and living more intuitively. And it has been very beneficial for me. But let me tell you, it was so hard to like, let go of that control. It was so hard to let go of a program, let go of, you know, my stuck mindset. Okay. But I want to give you permission to do what you believe is best for yourself and for your body and to advocate for yourself because you will find people that align with you and that will help you. And that truly want to help you and we'll look at you in the whole body picture, look into functional medicine, doctors, naturopaths, um, energy healers, energy healing has been incredible in my life and it has helped me tremendously. So 
thank you guys so much for listening. I'm sorry that I started the episode kind of heavy and I hope that I hope that we are all practicing gratitude for the life that we have. Um, even with its difficulties, even with its challenges, I am so grateful to be where I am today. I'm so grateful that my, my challenges and struggles are honestly minimal in the grand scheme of things. And I'm, I just am blessed to be able to say that. So thank you guys for listening. Do not forget to stay empowered. Thank you guys so much also for all the support I've received lately. We are growing. Like we have old podcast episodes, just shooting up in popularity. The YouTube is going great. So if you have not subscribed to the YouTube, if you are not subscribing on Apple or Spotify or whatever, um, medium you use to listen, please subscribe, please follow, please share with your friends. That's how we grow. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to see you guys next week and do not forget to stay empowered. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our Get Empowered community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social. You can find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I'll see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.